Welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Box with your host and CEO of Babelbox, Sherry Langberg. Sherry interviews the world's biggest brands, agencies, and influencers to uncover their influencer marketing secrets to success. Go behind the scenes and learn how you can make influencer marketing part of your social media playbook. Subscribe to Beyond the Box at podcast.babelbox.com. Listen to all of your favorite episodes and follow us on Instagram for more influencer marketing inspiration. They say necessity is the mother of invention, and today's guest is the perfect example. Shalini Samtani is the founder of Open the Joy, which partners with Spread the Joy Foundation, a nonprofit organization that aims to brighten up the lives of kids who are hospitalized and fighting major pediatric illnesses. You're a true inspiration, Shalini. Thank you for taking the time to be on our show today. Hi, thank you so much, Sherry. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. No, of course, of course. I would love to just, you know, tell us about Open the Joy. Um, definitely something that touches my heart and I would love to learn more about it and how you got started. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, unfortunately, Open the Joy it did not really start in the most joyful place. Um, but when my daughter was born, you know, we found out very quickly about eight months into her life that she had a very rare immune disorder, one in a million type situation. What happened over the next couple of years was, you know, frequent hospitalizations. And, you know, I, I think just being in the hospital room so often with her, I quickly realized that, you know, I couldn't control her numbers. I couldn't control how her health was doing as much as every mother just wants to, you know, be able to control that. I couldn't. And the one thing that I could control was that it was still my job to let her be a kid. You know, I, I tried my best in, in the hospital setting, even when we're outside of the hospital and on different therapies, um, to make it positive, to make it fun for her, um, you know, to, to just try to normalize our lives as much as I could. And, you know, I wish I had more help. <laughs> I didn't know how to start with this process of, you know, healing through play. That became my model. Like, how do we work on, on making these kids just feel normal and have fun? And, you know, a lot of people would hit visit us when we were in and out of the hospital. They would bring me like, you know, flowers or balloons. And it, it was just such a waste of money for our family. There was nothing that we could do with that. And the people who I really championed in the hospital setting were these people called child life services. Now there are people that are like, in my, my opinion, the unsung heroes of like the medical workforce. Um, and their job is really to make a child feel like a child in that setting. And they were just so smart at what they did. You know, the way the activities that they chose when they brought in to work with children, they were all fun games, toys, things like that, but they were all therapeutically based. They had found this like perfect disguise for like to work with these children that were feeling down, but to make them feel kind of more uplifted through toys and play. Um, and I just watched them and I worked with them and I learned from them. I just, just by watching and observing how well they did what they did. I said, we need a toy company that makes toys like this, who understands this and who makes toys like this. And that's when I developed like the feel better box. And in the beginning, it just became like a grab and go box for me. But, you know, mm -hmm. we were going to the hospital, bring the feel better box with us. And it was all the toys and things that I knew had that therapeutic kind of value that I could do with her while we were waiting and the ER or while we were waiting you know, for, for rounds or whatever it was. And then finally, as she started to stabilize more and more, we started making these feel better boxes and just donating them to local hospitals. The feedback was just phenomenal, you know, phenomenal. Uh, you know, I had 
I remember one of the, the sweetest things I had is a doctor who somehow found my cell phone and says, I don't know who you are, but mm -hmm. I can see your heart through your work and just please continue doing what you're doing. You are changing the atmosphere on our pediatric floor. Um, wow. So I, I think that was when I knew that this is what I was meant to do. It was an attorney before all of this. And I was like, no, this is what I want to do. I want to make these little joy boxes. Um, I've become good at this. I know how to do this. And then I just started, you know, it became expensive, a project. So I would start importing products and buying things in bulk. And then hospitals would start reaching out to me and saying, hey, how are you sourcing some of the items that are going in here, you know? And I was like, oh, you know, I just, I just figured out how to source and manufacture. And so that's kind of where the origins of the whole company started off with just this little box that we made for ourselves. And then we started delivering them to hospitals. Uh, and, you know, what happened was that people wanted more and more boxes, more and more boxes. Um, and we needed to now find a way to fund all of this. So that's how the company was started. Wow. And so could you explain me the difference between open the joy and then spread the joy? Like what's the correlation? How do they interact? They're both your ones, your nonprofit ones, your company. Yes, absolutely. So that's a great question. So open the joy originally was spread the joy because all that open the joy was doing was giving out these boxes for free to hospitals across the, the tri-state area. And, you know, one day our, our, you know, my accountant pulled me aside. He said, this is a nonprofit. <laughs> you know, this is not a business. You need to turn this into a nonprofit if that's your intention. And that's what we did. We turned it into a nonprofit. It became the Spread the Joy Foundation. It's a registered 501c3. And what that allowed us to do is allowed us to expand our reach like overnight. Because now that we were a 501c3, we could partner with other organizations. We could partner with other foundations. And the foundation, you know, has grown exponentially since then. We're in 20 hospitals across America. Um, we just launched a campaign for 3,000 joy boxes that are going to go up before Thanksgiving. So that's the foundation was open the joy at one point, but then the foundation took on its own wings and open the joy became its own company that started manufacturing our own activity kits for kids in the hospital, kids recovering at home and just for play, like generally healing mm -hmm. through play. Yeah. I saw that you now have more products in your site, which I'd love to talk about, but they're amazing. And I think especially now with COVID, and so many kids at home and needing that pick me up. Um, it's definitely much needed. You know, curious to know, because I have spoken to different nonprofits, you know, particularly the Team Cancer Foundation. Are you partnering like with other nonprofits like that? I mean, I know there's just a desperate need in hospitals for different young children, even the premature babies when the parents are in the hospitals for so many, you know, weeks at a time. Are you partnering with any other nonprofits? Yes, we do. We partner with several nonprofits. Um, the Spread the Joy Foundation is actually works with a lot of different community-based organizations. We do. We absolutely do. And, you know, more can be found out on the foundation's website, spreadthejoy.org. Um, and we're constantly partnering with different hospitals, with different nonprofits. We partner with the Girl Scouts, um, with anybody and any everybody who wants to join the cause, really. Amazing. So I know you said you're now in 20 hospitals, which is amazing. How many boxes? Does, what does that look like? You said 3,000 was one new, but I'm sure to date you've done many more than that. Yeah, the Spread the Joy Foundation has done between three to 5,000 boxes um, in the tri-state area. And that keeps, that number keeps on growing exponentially because it's very dependent also on volunteers. <laughs> so it really depends on how many volunteers we get and at a given time. And what happened in our situation when COVID hit, you know, our, our packing parties and our ability to assemble went down significantly. Oh, wow. Um, That's true. 
Yeah, but that, yeah. You, know, I, you know, as we started off by saying that necessity is the mother of all inventions, you know, our foundation now has actually learned how to ship out boxes to kids in the hospital. It's actually something amazing that happened because now what we do is we have these kind of virtual packing events where uh, people just pick up the materials from the headquarters, the foundation's headquarters, they take it home and then we send them shipping labels and they get automatically routed to the closest local hospital. And how do you, in terms of logistics, the hospitals are saying to you, this is how many children need it, this is their ages, et cetera? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. We actually have somebody who works specifically as a liaison with the hospitals, and it's exactly like that. They We reach out to them, and, and the biggest problem that hospitals have is their ability to um, store. So it's, it's a continual process because they don't have this huge storage space to keep all the boxes. So every month we reach out to them and they tell us, okay, we need, you know, 18 boxes, we need 36 boxes, you know, can you send us a hundred this month? And we continually manage those relationships. So we have somebody who works, you know, volunteer who works specifically on managing that relationship. The hospitals. With the hospital. yeah. So the other thing that, that, you know, I know when you set out to do this, it was about comforting and, and, and entertaining and bringing joy to the children, but it was also about their families and the caregivers around them. Explain to me like what goes into every open the joy box and how do you kind of find products that appeal to the whole family? Yeah, no, that's absolutely a great question. And it's, it's, it's because I didn't see products out there specifically that we developed this line that appeals not only to the child, but to the parent to kind of create that bonding relationship between them. And, mm -hmm. you know, going back to what I said earlier, the biggest help for us was really working with child life services in the hospital. They knew what they were doing. You know, they just understood this as science. Um, and we worked with them to kind of develop our entire product line. So even if it's something as simple as origami, the reason we choose origami is because it develops fine motor skills. It develops, it develops gross motor skills. Um, it has the spatial awareness. It develops the self of confidence when the child is able to complete the project and everything we do, even if it's magic or if it's um, jokes or conversation starters, they're all meant to create a bonding experience between the child and the parent. And more mm -hmm. specifically, all of our, everything we do is very heavy on conversation. So like, even if we have a deck of playing cards, there's conversation starters on the back, or there's would you rather questions on the back. And all of those questions that we developed, although it just looks like fun and it's really uplifting for kids, there's, you know, what I like to call nutrition that went into the development of those. And what I mean by nutrition is, you know, we worked with therapists to make sure we were getting the questions right, that they were open-ended, that they were creating conversations, and that sometimes there were, there were, you know, the door to more meaningful conversations between families. So the products in the box are now, they're all fully custom. You don't take other products from like toy companies and put them in your box, or do you? No, so Open the Joy does not. Open the Joy manufactures completely our box from beginning to end, but the Spread the Joy Foundation takes donations and we actually purchase a lot of products to make those boxes as well. Okay, interesting. And so I'm curious because I, you know, was looking through some of your new products, Feel Better Decorator Kits for your room, Fighter Capes. These are just so inspiring. Who comes up with the names, the themes and sources all them and designs them? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Actually, you know, the themes will come up from a higher level. We'll have, you know, our, our, our teams that looks at, you know, what, what's lacking in the space for kids and what they would enjoy. Um, I work a lot in the background design as well because I have, you know, the background in design from FIT. But truthfully, everything has to be approved by kids. Like our biggest product testers are our children. Um, if the kids don't like it, if the kids say, you know, the color is wrong or it's not appealing, it's it's over. We don't we don't we won't we won't manufacture it. You know, I could give you a funny example. My nephew, 
um, is so opinionated and he's fantastic. And I remember when we were developing our would you rather cards, I would call him every day with would you rather questions to see if <laughs> the test or not. And one day I asked him, I said, uh, Jay, would you rather, um, would you rather have bubblegum flavored snots or Hershey kisses for farts? <laughs> and, and he, he, you know, this is the mind of a child. He tells me, well, are the Hershey's kisses covered or not? <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> question has, the question has made it to the back of the card. So to really answer your question, it's kids. Everything has to be fun and, you know, fun for kids. So even though we work, you know, with, with therapists and consultants to make sure that everything has that kind of nutritional aspect to it, it has to pass the, pass the kid test because the kids, it's like, it's like feeding broccoli to your child. You have to put the cheese on it or something to make it fun for the child. Right. And I'll tell you that I play plenty of games of uh, would you rather with my son. It's very interesting what we come up with. I'm hoping that, you know, our listeners can make a difference to your efforts. What are some ways people can get involved and help? Yes. I think the biggest thing, you know, what we are looking for right now is truly brand awareness. Our products that have a good sell-through rate, we've noticed that, that, you know, especially like in the, the hospital gift shops and stuff, you know, they have a great sell-through rate. And the other thing we've noticed is that, you know, we don't get testimonials. We get like love letters from the people who buy our products. Literally, we get these just beautiful, beautiful feedback from the people who love our products. But the problem is that not enough people know that we're out there. Um, mm -hmm. And I think anybody who could just help spread our word will really help us to spread our cause as well. So, you know, when we started off and we launched, you know, we had some great momentum because we started, we just launched the product line at New York Now 2019, at which we won the award for the best new product for kids. And then we won Amazing. the award for rookie. Yeah. And so the whole line won again at um, Toy Fair for a uh, new kid on the block by camp. And then at Toy Fest West, we won for the best new manufacturers award. So all of this like momentum was building and then COVID hit and all our trade shows finished and our B2B became, you know, a little bit more difficult than slow as the country shut down. But so now as we kind of pivot to going online and direct to consumer, I think brand awareness is, is one of the greatest gifts that someone could give us. So, you know, our audience is comprised of a lot of influencers. So if you want to share, you know, your Instagram handle or your website, feel free to kind of say it now. Absolutely. So the website is uh, openthejoy.com. And, you know, email me directly, Shalini, S-H-A-L-I-N-I, at openthejoy.com. And uh, yeah, we would love to partner with everybody that, you know, is um, who believes in our mission. You know, our mission is really you play, we give, kids heal. It's very simple, but, you know, as we discussed, it's, it's a big process from beginning to end to developing the right products, um, to, to developing the right partnerships with the hospitals and to making sure that the products we're delivering to hospitals meet their standards and really have that healing effect on children, you know, during difficult times. So if you want to help us spread in that mission in any level, the play, the give, or the heal, um, we are so open to partnerships. Yes. And we will, we could talk about that after this uh, interview, because obviously we want to help your cause in any way we can furthermore. So now with COVID, it sounds like you kind of, maybe even before you were prepping to create your own product line, not just the boxes for hospitals. What's it been like transitioning to e-commerce? Yeah. So actually, Sherry, just to correct you, you know, when we did the first show that when we launched our product line and the Feel Better Kit won the award for the, the best new product for kids 2019, mm -hmm. we got amazing feedback from the industry. And what they told us was, hey, we love this, but what about the child who's not sick? 
Like, mm-hmm. can we have a rainy day bag or can we have an on the go box, you know? And we said, well, why not? You know, all the same therapeutical principles apply there. You know, if you're sitting in a car for some time with your, with a child and a parent, why not have a conversation started where you're, you're using that time out and turning it into time in where you're mm-hmm. making it, you know, an opportunity to have meaningful conversations. So by the time we did our second show, we'd already launched our collection, which is not only like the feel better stuff, but it's also an entire line of toys and activity kits for kids that have that same nutritional value, but also, you know, aren't necessarily only for the sick child. So we, we have done that and we did that right before COVID and actually our next, uh, our next product launch is coming in very, very soon. Like within the next month, we should have all our inventory in for that. Yeah. So that's how we launched our e-commerce site. And, um, you know, it's, it's very exciting. We have some great partnerships. We did a partnership with the Children's Museum of Pittsburgh. So we did an entire EQ line. Going back mm-hmm. to the question of, you know, what about the child that isn't sick? You guys have learned so much in that hospital setting. How can we apply this to other forums? So we did an, an entire line focused on intelligence, emotional intelligence in kids. So we have the love and forgiveness box that's coming out. We have the anger management box that's coming out. We have the kindness mission that's coming out. So all of that was kind of a part of our e-commerce initiative and launch. Do you have the kindness box for adults? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. So when it comes to marketing, I know you said your biggest need is brand awareness, but what would you say so far have been your top tactics that have helped grow the brand? I think TikTok. (laughs) TikTok has been really great. Wow. Um, Yeah. I think I just slipped across it because my sister is actually uh, a very famous influencer on TikTok. Um, and. And it wasn't something that we all kind of strategically did. It's just that we're all just so kooky in my family that when COVID hit, we all went on TikTok and we started posting these really ridiculous kooky videos of ourselves. And my sister turned out becoming like an overnight sensation. Um, she has now, I think, 2.4, 2.5 million followers. Oh my God. Um, what's her, ha- what's, what's, what does she go by? Ashina Melwani. Okay, cool. Yeah, she and the real Indian dad is her, um, is her partner in crime on TikTok. So when she was staying with me, she was like, okay, just come in my TikTok video. And I would go in her and I would do just ridiculous things in her TikTok video where you'll see the open the joy box there and just silly, silly things. But I mean, we got, you know, we got great feedback from her TikTok. And whenever she, if I'm ever on her show, you know, my Shopify store is like, ding, 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 ding. You know, they just love, they love that kookiness and they love that genuineness. So I think TikTok has been a good one for us so far. That is amazing. Good to know. And we will definitely check out your sister. So on the flip side, what are some of the obstacles you face? Yeah, I think with marketing and with, with uh, you know, with, with influencer marketing in specific is really to find people who believe in your brand and understand your brand. You know, I don't, I, I don't feel that I've had as much success when it's just more like of a, you know, one time, a one time thing where they don't understand the company or the, they don't understand really what it is that you stand for. I don't find that those, those see the same kind of results as when it's somebody that you speak with, you take the time to build that relationship with the person who's going to be your influencer. I think that's a much more meaningful partnership. And and I really use that word partnership because, you know, we're nothing without the influencers, right? They are the ones who are voices for us. We're nothing without our sales reps. So it's, it's truly developing that partnership. And I think finding that right fit of people who believe in the cause is so important. No, definitely. And I think that that's the trick with influencer marketing. It's really finding the person who has the same, you know, is going through the same thing or has the same needs. And, and, you know, it's definitely 
fine tuning the types of influencers you work with? Like I felt like with my sister, there was no, it was so obvious to her following that she wasn't just promoting a product. You know, there's pictures of her playing with our products. So, I mean, it was genuine. So it was real. So I think it's just, you know, we have to, I think our company's motto from the start, what we do is just so wholesome, the work we do from the products we develop. So all our partnerships have to encompass that same kind of feeling. Have you done anything? Because I know we're seeing a lot with companies coming and saying, could we target nurses in hospitals? Could we target doctors? Have you done any influencers in those specific niches? I have not actually. And that's a very good point that you're bringing up. I think we're always having come you know, from the hospital setting, I'm always very sensitive to how I approach because their, their main job is really to take care of their patients, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but I do understand what, what you're saying and I have not explored that, but it is a good point that you're bringing up, Sherry. Yeah, even from an organics perspective, you could send them like, you know, maybe it would open doors to getting you into different hospitals, but just sending them the kit if they wanted it so that you have more, you know, people who are really the frontliners in the hospitals, you know, being able to share. Yeah, I, I would definitely keep it as organic, like not a paid promotion, but it's definitely, you know, a vehicle that could open a lot of doors um, in terms of exposure, but also entry into new hospitals and facilities. Yeah, no, that's a great idea, Sherry. You're right. I do see a lot of, I, lo I do see a lot of doctors on TikTok nowadays, actually. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. I say this because my neighbor's an ER doctor and all of a sudden she's on TikTok every day. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah. So my next question is, I know there's a lot of, particularly with Facebook, there's tools online for nonprofits and for charitable, you know, contributions and donations. Are you using any of those online tools and have they been beneficial? For the Spread the Joy Foundation, we have an incredible team that does use um, Facebook. Um, mm -hmm. But in terms of our company, we have, uh, we've just started, you know, launching some brand awareness campaigns, but we haven't, you know, dug down deep into that as yet. Okay. Makes sense. And have you done any like traditional PR? I'm always curious about that. No, we haven't done any traditional, like hiring a PR firm. Yeah. Doing like traditional. Yeah. So we haven't hired a PR firm, but you know, a lot of our PR was starting to pick up when we were doing the trade shows. We were approached by Good Morning America. Yeah. We've been approached by a couple of, of TV networks and shows, but everything just kind of slowed down right after the home, the home shopping network. But yeah, what happened after COVID, everything just kind of slowed down. So that's why we're really pivoting now to, to go okay. online. Well, hopefully things in 2021 are going to kind of improve for everyone. I, I would go back to what you started this interview, Sherry, when you say that, you know, necessity is the mother of all invention. And I feel that um, we will learn so much through this. You know, we have learned to develop our business in a new way that we weren't thinking of before. So mm -hmm. I, I think there's much to learn from this opportunity as well. I mean, I think everyone is learning and shifting and just trying to figure it out day by day. So definitely a lot of exciting things that could happen. And um, I would love for, to know from you, I know you said there's a whole new product launch coming up, but what do you have in store, if anything, for 2021 that you want to share? Yeah, absolutely. So the whole new product launch will be available for 2021. And mm -hmm. right now, the, the most exciting thing that we're launching is a stocking stuffers campaign for Christmas. Um, and mm -hmm. the whole idea is like, you know, let's not fill your stocking stuffers with junk. You know, as a parent, I know you get all these little tachis that find themselves in the bottom of some drawer somewhere or stuck under your shoe. And, you know, we're like, why don't we fill 
our stocking stuffing stock stocking stuffers with meaning this year. So we're doing mm -hmm. a campaign with like you know some of our activity cards, um, some of our grab and go conversation starters uh, to make that a meaningful kind of stocking stuffer. That's the big thing that we're we're working on for Christmas. And then all of our products are going to be in our, our our origami box, our magic box, our um, clay box. Uh, you know our full product line should be here. You know in time for Christmas. Um, and in terms of 2021, what we're super excited about is the EQ collection, the one that we developed in conjunction with the Children's, House, uh, the Children's Museum of Pittsburgh, which really focuses on emotional well-being and emotional intelligence of kids. That's super important um, and highly overlooked in most cases. So good luck with that launch. And um, as a last question, which I always answer, ask, but I think I know the answer to this one is name an in influencer you love to follow but hate to admit that you do. The influencer that I love, and I actually love to admit that I follow, is at Sheena Milwani. Um, she's my sister, as I mentioned, and the real Indian dad. He's our partner in crime, and they are just a blast. They are hilarious, um, and they provide wholesome content, family-friendly content, and I, I just love to, that I'm a part of their world, and I love to follow them. Awesome. We might reach out to them as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Thank you so much for everything and anything we could do to support your efforts, we're here. And uh, we just wish you much luck and love and joy and success. You're really making a difference in the world for everyone and everyone could use more people like you. So thank you, Shalini. Thank you so much, Sherry. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Beyond the Box, produced by Tough Monkey Entertainment. Beyond the Box is brought to you by Box with your host, Sherry Langbert. Visit podcast.babblebox.com for more episodes and influencer marketing secrets.